Hello and welcome to Is This Anime? I'm your anime expert, Jack Metcalf. And joining me is a new guest, Anthony Matioda. Did I pronounce that right? Fuck. <laughs> yeah, we, we got it. I did. I did it at one. Awesome. Uh, Anthony, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. So we are talking about One Piece yet again. And yet, this is a very special thing on the podcast. We have never done this before. We are talking about a movie that is currently in theaters and literally, like, uh, Anthony, you and me, we saw the, this movie on Thursday. This episode is dropping on the Tuesday. This is the closest. This is the closest gap we have ever had on is this anime history for uh, for covering something. Um, yeah, it was a great movie. Uh, lots to talk about with it, obviously. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. Um, yeah, let's just get into the basics. I mean, I, I usually ask people. Uh, who are new to the podcast, what is your anime experience? So, Anthony, just uh, tell tell the people listening, what is your experience with anime? And then, uh, furthermore, what is your experience with One Piece? Okay, so uh, One Piece specifically was one of my first introductions to anime. I, uh, I'm a big anime fan, obviously. I like a lot of like, the 90s stuff, the real 2D hardcore animation. Um, but One Piece, I've literally watched every episode they have put out thus far, which is... I mean, pretty daunting when you consider it's like, what, um, 1,038 episodes they've released or something uh, up till now. Yeah, recently started getting into the manga as well, uh, your uh, suggestion as well. So it releases a little ahead of the time of what you, what you get to see, but uh, um, kind of gives you uh, something to look forward to in terms of the anime. For sure. And also, um, you know, I think a key thing is, one Piece is a very daunting series, and when I started One Piece, it was in 2018. So I, you know, I binged the manga. I didn't, I didn't, I did not binge the anime because that's just too many episodes. And me personally, I'm a fast reader, so I binged the manga up to Wano in about like you know two months or so, and it's fantastic. The manga, of course, you know, has no filler. It's all killer. If you're a fast reader, you can get through it. It's the pacing is perfect. Ichiro Oda's art is, of course, fantastic. There's even, like, one-piece color scans, so you can get through a lot of it in color at this point. But the thing about One Piece is, you know, once you catch up, then you have to follow the manga weekly. And when I first started it, uh, it's 2018, and Wano Arc has just started. I'm like, okay, cool, I'm going to take a break. You know, Wano might be finished in a year or two. And the Wano Arc is infamously... uh, (laughs) It's a long one. It took four years. It only just finished around May of this year bigger than most animes as a whole so yeah that's the thing it's it's huge um i've heard the i've seen clips because you've shown me clips because you're also watching the anime like the the animation for the wano arc is fantastic just seeing how far one piece has come since you know starting like 1998 (laughs) to to now it's it's definitely uh come a long way in terms of the budget uh the wano arc has has a ton of money behind it but you know it's it's a daunting task and yet with wano done one Piece, I, I think we can agree, Anthony, it, it's never been a more exciting time to be a One Piece fan. The, the last like couple weeks or two of Wano were, were filled with big revelations. And seemingly, yeah, like every chapter from the last like four months, I feel, is, has been a big one. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, uh, Wano is kind of one of those ones where it, it has really sealed up that like straw hat crew and you get finally that in, uh, not not really an introduction, but like that ceiling of like Jimbei hopping in the crew, um, becoming the helmsman and all that kind of stuff. And, and you see some more possibilities in 
future crew coming on and some some of the guys getting power-ups and it kind of gave it one kind of gave uh zoro that kind of a uh, real star highlight that he kind of needed in, in the whole thing so yeah and and luffy uh famously of course got a new power-up as well which which was a big one uh gear five as they refer to it when i was reading it i was like holy shit you know this is this is like a Super Saiyan moment. I know, you know, he's had multiple transformations at this point, but but this was a big one, uh, just with all the lore behind it too and what it means for the series going forward. Yeah, it's an exciting time. And also the other thing is is the author Ichiro Oda has said One Piece is now entering its endgame, <laughs> which uh, which by One Piece standards means it still has at least five years left. So it's, like it's entering the final arc. The final arc could be... Uh... Could be yeah. a year, it could be five years, it could be, I mean, you know, it could be 10 years. Really I mean, that's the, that's the thing. Wano was four years and Wano was just one arc. And, you know, imagine how much plot they have to do within, say, five. But, but to be fair, the pacing since Wano has been really fast. We're seeing some cool things. I mean, again, I, w- I won't get too spoilery. But yeah, this all has led up to the release of this new One Piece film, One Piece Film Red. And yeah, Anthony... You're a big One Piece fan. Over the past couple of months, you kept texting me. You're like, yo, when's it coming out? Is it actually going to come out in Canada? And I'm just like, yeah, bro, yeah. You know, supposed to come out in October. Then it got pushed to November. Now One Piece Film Red is out in theaters. Yeah, let's just uh, get right into it. I'm just going to talk briefly about the, the making of this movie, Anthony. So the director of this is Goro Taniguchi. Goro Taniguchi uh, famously... Uh, he directed the very first One Piece short, the uh, the short that predates the anime. It's called One Piece Defeat the Pirate Ganzak. It was a special production on the Super Jump anime tour in 1998. This was like Goro coming back to, uh, you know, his, what he's been doing, you know, coming back home effectively. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, well, I mean first impression, and I, I know you can kind of tell everybody that uh, this is probably the the most I've bugged you about any anime thus far. We throw a lot of stuff off each other as time goes by, but I've, I've bugged you more about this movie coming out than any other. Yeah, absolutely. It's been very hype. And also, you know, <laughs> let's get this out of the way. This film is a musical, and the uh, the the woman who sings the songs uh, for the character of Uta, Otto, is a massive star right now. Um, I'm looking this up. The song New Genesis, which opens up, uh, One Piece film red. That song was uh, on the top of the charts globally. Uh, three other songs from this movie soundtrack were also uh, chart topping on the global charts. One Piece already a very big series, but the fact that now One Piece has like a super successful soundtrack globally—that's pretty wild. Yeah, pretty cool. I mean, and honestly, as somebody who kind of despises musicals. Um, I, I jokingly said that uh, this is probably the first uh, anime movie that my my girlfriend would would just love. Um, but uh, I'm not a big musical guy. I don't like musicals. But uh, this obviously was a good movie. I liked it. Um, but yes, this is definitely musically oriented. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just get into the plot. The the lead character of this film, yeah, I guess she's the lead. Yeah, it centers all all, all around her is uh, Uta. She she is a person who who for those for those not familiar with the One Piece mythos, she she is what they refer to as Shanks's daughter. And Shanks in the mythology of One Piece is this major figure for the lead character Luffy. Shanks is the person who kind of inspires Luffy to go on his journey. He gives Luffy his straw hat. 
And for a lot of, you know, anime and manga fans of, of One Piece, the, the relationship between Luffy and Shanks is, is something very interesting, despite them having barely any screen time uh, across, you know, 1,000 episodes. That's kind of been the thing. Uh, and even this movie, this movie is not quite canon. Uh, Ichiro Oda has said that the character of Uta exists. She, she appears as a shadow in chapter 1055 of the One Piece manga. But yeah, the movie, the, Uta is a character who exists in the manga, but the story is not necessarily one that happens in the manga. It's kind of a nebulous spot. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously everybody's always wanted to see what Shanks and his crew can do, the, all of the Red Hair Pirates, and it kind of gives you that, a break of that anticipation on what they can do and, and just knowing that his daughter is going to be the, one of the main characters in this film, you're going you're going, oh, okay, finally I get to see these guys in action. Yeah, and I mean, again, this is One Piece we're talking about. One Piece has a lot of delayed gratification being like a massive saga. But we we do get a big action scene at the end with Shanks and Luffy's crew. And again, they're trying to, even if this film isn't canon, they're kind of trying to to have it both ways. So Luffy cannot actually meet Shanks, but they find a way to have them, you know, have a scene together without them actually meeting. Uh, I'm kind of, I don't want to get exactly into how we'll, we'll get into more spoilery combo. Um, yeah. I think now, like, yeah. What, what are your thoughts without spoiling the movie, Anthony? You know what I, I did? I, I, I've been waiting for Shanks and his crew to do something this entire thing and without giving any spoilers. They are in this quite a bit, and it is nice. It's nice to see, like, obviously Shanks, Lucky Rue, Ben Beckman, and the whole the red-haired pirates get going. Um, you see that, but you more importantly, you kind of see the synergy behind Luffy and uh, red-haired Shanks that he's kind of following in his his footsteps of what he wants to do, and and uh, it really shows that in the filming without them, like you said, meeting per se, but um it it definitely gave you um some gratification on seeing these guys in action and seeing a little bit of a uh, little bit more of luffy and i mean it one piece is famous for the backstories and how much they're putting into each character and it, it just gives you even more on on luffy and, and his past and and what's going kind of gives you some spoilers on his future and things like that. So it's, it's really good that way. Yeah. So let's just kind of, I mean, I'm trying to go spoiler free, but it is very hard, but yeah, th- this, this film, it centers around a woman named Uta who, who claims to be the daughter of Shanks. Um, Uta is a singer. She's like a world famous singer having her first concert. The, the straw hat crew um, arrives to this concert because uh, she, she's effectively Luffy's sister. And yeah, uh, shenanigans ensue because, you know, as with all One Piece stories, there, there's more to Uta's uh, singing ability than meets the eye. Fuck it. I, I'm trying to go spoiler free. Uh, I guess I'll just say I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, let's just get into the fucking plot, guys. Uh, so yeah, they're on, this, they're on this concert island. Uta's singing her song. She sings the song New Genesis, which again is like, you know, was a global chart topper of a song. The, again, I didn't even know this movie was going to be a musical. I knew the Ut, I know I knew it centered around a singer, but I was like, "Oh shit, there's there's seven songs in this movie, yo." It it is a full-blown musical. But I think 
that also, you know, One Piece is a series that, you know, even even when One Piece ends, I'm sure we're going to get movies because the series is so successful. It's like such a, you know, it's almost like Mickey Mouse when it comes to Shonen Jump. It's just like su- such a cultural touchstone. And with One Piece, you really could just to do any kind of story because again the straw hats are they're such they're such distinct characters that you know any story can just be like oh hey the straw hats at some point went to this island you know what i mean i mean it goes so much into character development in one piece that they could always backtrack and give you more on each of the straw hats which is i mean they've told you so much that they've that there's so much that they haven't released on each character you really don't know families of each person to a degree and things like that um so it's yeah i mean they could obviously release a lot more yeah i mean even like sanji a major character he's introduced you know super early in the series and yet his big backstory arc doesn't come until like chapter 800 that's the you know who knows what kind of stories there could be with say zoro i mean nami kind of got her own movie with uh one piece gold that kind of centered around a new character they created for her but yeah, who knows? Uh, Brooke, the skeleton man, has been around for a long time. Who knows what they could do with him? The, again, Jinbei was like one of was Jinbei one of the uh, warlords or the Shibukai or whatever. Yeah, he was one of the warlords. Yeah. So one again, of the, of the yeah. So there you go, Jinbei, the fish man. You know, the guy who knows fish man karate. He could he could have a whole slew of stories that can you know somehow tie into a future adventure. The the sky is the limit with these characters. Um, so yeah, at this big concert, you know, it's a big, again, this, this, this film, uh, I don't have a budget for it, but you can clearly tell they put as much money as they possibly could into it because my God, it's fucking gorgeous. There's a lot going on. Again, the fact that it's a musical means they have to do even more original scenes. You know, they're blending CG into the, the musical scenes and stuff. There's scenes where Uta resembles like a VTuber straight up. There's a lot going on. Um, but what is I mean, it? Just, uh, just as a whole, it's some of the best animation you'll see in these movies that they're released. It's yeah, it's just it's it's a great looking from an animation perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you and me, we also saw the Dragon Ball Super movie, which I really did enjoy, but it was done in that three D style. And, and this movie just is a reminder of how good two D is, because again, there's just so much more going on in a way that I don't think three D necessarily could give you. You know, even the final battle. That's the unfortunate thing about this podcast, about doing a podcast on a movie that's still in theaters, because, like, you know, I want to rewatch that final battle a couple times because there's a lot going on in that. So, so many little things that you probably didn't catch the first time watching it. So, yeah, and it's it's, it's, it's definitely not just a one watch type of movie. No, it, and it's a masterclass in 2D animation. Um, so, so at, at this concert, first of all, let's talk the outfits. Usopp is dressed up as a member of Kiss, which I was just like, hell yeah. Uh, Jinbei, the fish man, is dressed up as Elvis. Those were the two notable ones. I, I couldn't uh, pinpoint what like Zoro or Nami was dressed as, but well, I mean, throughout the movie, they they have to have like at least three or four different. Uh... Uh, costume changes and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, there's like there's quite a few. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a few costume changes. Like in the uh, in the end scene, there's a big costume change for the straw hats. Uh, you know, I figure again, One Piece. It's a very merchandisable franchise. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of, plenty of figures uh, that these outfits feature in that I'm sure they're going to be selling. You know, you're going to have like you know, uh, evil pirate Jinbei or Elvis Jinbei or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? 
we're we're, we're kind of uh touching around the story so yeah uda famous concert singer uh luffy sister kinda sorta and uda's whole goal is that she wants to make this concert last forever and create a world with only peace and happiness and um the straw hats aren't exactly cool with that idea and so we get a big fight scene um, that also features some of the big mom pirates. And then Uta traps the Straw Hats with her uh, singing abilities. So, so when I'm first watching this, Anthony, with, with you, of course, I was kind of confused. I was like, okay, what are Uta's abilities? Uh, bec- because One Piece kind of... The, the way it works in One Piece is that, you know, you have the devil fruit. It gives that person a specific power. But Uda's powers, when you first watch this movie, are all over the place. You know, you notice that, right? Yeah, I mean, half of the movie was basically trying to figure out what her powers were. I mean, everybody in the film, as well as us. Yeah, so I found that interesting. And the the reveal was satisfying. Um, So yeah. Uh, There's also this person named Gordon. He, who I thought was going to be the villain. I was totally like, okay, this Gordon guy, he's a... He's got like a Frankenstein head. He's clearly the bad guy. Uh, he lives in a church, and churches are also bad news uh, to me, at least. A classic villain, to to a degree. Yeah, he's just holed up in a church while everyone else is enjoying the concert. Um, and there's this also this thing uh, called Taught Musica, which which plays another role in the movie. And it, it's, I mean, it's part of the backstory of those people as well. I mean, it really releases more about. Uh, talking about everybody there too when you figure out exactly what this power is and how it works mm-hmm. uh there's a lot again i, I find talk fuck man uh i wish i was able to take notes but I, again we were in a theater and i can't uh but yeah let's talk let's talk beppo uh beppo was i beppo is a character who i have not thought too much about in one piece beppo to me was a total highlight he's this bear um it, Beppo's basically the reason for Tropical Law, who is also like a, a fan favorite character to appear because uh, Law is basically like, uh, uh, I'm Beppo's chaperone, which I love. I mean, Beppo is the character that um, you don't expect to be the fan favorite, but he is. I mean, you, yeah. you, can't, you can't not love this character. Yeah, he's this bear and he's, you know, he's excited for the concert. And what is it? Uh, he's got this like Uta merchandise that plays a jingle constantly in like inopportune moments. It goes, it, it goes with, uh, I mean, I guess the, the worst and best time possible. So it's yeah, just... it's like anytime they're like trying to explain the plot of the movie, you know, and it's getting super serious, Beppo's thing just like starts beeping. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it was great. I mean, I mean, like you said about merchandising one piece, I mean, that's probably going to be the selling merchandise. Yeah, Beppo and his Beppo and his Uta uh, fan gear. There was also Bluno. Um, Blue Bluno was what he's a member of CP Nine, right? Which is like uh, the the top spy organization in the world of One Piece. Yeah, and he uh, he was released a, quite a, a long time ago with uh, having the door door fruit, and uh, he was that one of the. I mean, kind of one of those iconic villains that were. Um, Luffy starts uh, showing his gears and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's like way back in Water 7, which is an arc from like, you know, well over a decade ago at this point. Yeah, that's the that's the fun thing about these One Piece movies that I think the writer and uh, animator have a lot of fun with, which is just like, you know, which characters do we include? Because again, One Piece, it's been around for like, you know, 20 plus years. So there's just so, you know, 
I'm sure the writer and the animators just like had a catalog of like, okay, which which characters would be fun uh, to be in this movie, you know? Yeah, totally. And it, it, you see some of the the good, well, I mean, some of the best characters in the whole show in it, put in very interesting ways. I was I was shocked that Buggy the Clown was not in this movie. I was really expecting Buggy to be in this. To be honest, actually, I, I didn't think about that until now, but that that is probably one of the biggest shockers of the entire film is that Buggy's not in it. How, I mean, how do you not include him in that great mess of characters? But it might have taken away from seeing some of the, the red-haired pirates in there. So it might have been oh, a well, good, good idea to keep him out. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't think about that because, yeah, Buggy the Clown, who, who in the context of One Piece, he... Um... He was also a pirate with Shanks when they were kids. So yeah, maybe that is saving saving an interaction with them for, for a future storyline. And just, you know, not having that, uh, not pulling that trigger quite yet, you know. But still, Buggy is just such a fun character. I mean, he, he, he features pretty prominently in the previous movie, One Piece Stampede. So I think that's also why they were like, okay, maybe we can take a break from Buggy. Because, you know, he already had a pretty big role in the last movie. Uh, so many fun characters. So... Yeah, do we want to get into Uta's backstory? I know we're jumping all over the place, but I think that's the big thing. So obviously, you know, if you're a One Piece fan, you hear of this character who's Shanks' uh, daughter. You're like, okay, well, well, how is uh, Uta uh, Shanks' daughter? In the film, it's revealed that Uta was, like, found in a uh, treasure chest, which is also how Shanks was found by Gold D. Roger. So that kind of parallels Shanks' own life. And yeah, Uta, she was raised with Luffy. They both, they both kind of had similar goals as kids. They didn't quite know exactly what they wanted to do, but they did uh, feel they wanted to change the world. Uta wanted to change the world with music, and Luffy was still kind of figuring that out as a kid, you know? How does he want to change the world? I think it's safe to say that that, like that, that was probably Luffy's first rival. I mean, even, even before yeah. Ace and, and his other brother and things like that. I mean, that was probably his first real idol or rival. I mean. Yeah. So, so when they're at the concert, uh, Luffy meets up with Uta and, you know, gives her a big hug or whatever. And then like they play the, they play this game of like, um, who can, who can finish the most food or whatever, or is it like drink, drink the most uh, stuff? I don't know. Some shit like that. They called they call it chicken. Okay. Yeah. So they're playing chicken and Lu- Luffy claims he has won every game and Uta claims he has lost every game. And uh, Uta's trick is she basically distracts Luffy with meat, and then he ends up getting knocked down somehow and, and fails. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it, I think the first time it started with a dog, and she distracted yeah. him with a cup of juice, and then the second time it's uh, it's a with bowl, a, like a bowl, and gets, yeah, and then gets distracted with a cup of uh, um, beer or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, again, it's a very fun uh, brother and sister relationship. But then unfortunately, you know, so Uta, she comes uh, to Shanks on like every mission as like a child. But then one day uh, she doesn't come back and we're left to wonder. And Luffy is left to wonder, uh, why did Shanks leave without Uta? And so Uta has basically been led to believe that Shanks abandoned her. And also, uh, you know, when when Uta went on this one trip with Shanks, they went to this place uta she she goes to this island with shanks she she performs her song she goes to bed and you know seemingly everything oh i found the fucking name uh it's called elegia so elegia was this island uh that uta 
went on a mission with Shanks too. Um, and then, you know, she goes to bed and all of a sudden she wakes up. The whole entire place is burnt down and Shanks has abandoned her. And basically Uda has been led to believe that, yeah, Shanks just fucked off, killed everyone there, was actually a real pirate bastard all along. I was expecting that Gordon was actually the man uh, behind all the destruction. I mean, one thing to mention is that uh, uh, that island itself is is very centered around singing and teaching singing, and they definitely um, treasured having somebody like Uta around. So it, it was it was very well, uh, like it, it seems like it was the place she was meant to be. And so there's another thing that this movie also foreshadows in the backstory of Uta, which is whenever Uta sings, everyone goes to sleep. So that, that that's a little hint. Um, so anyways, we have this backstory, again, with Uta being very mad at Shanks for, for seemingly abandoning her and ruining her life. Again, it's taken her like 12 years to get back to this point where she can put on a, a big, big concert, uh, you know, a concert that also the world government is uh, paying attention to. You see like the five elders who are these five useless assholes and, you know, they're, they're watching it in their, in their little room. But yeah, so... Anyways, with, with Uta coming into conflict with the Straw Hats, because again, they, they don't necessarily agree with uh, what, what Uta wants to do. So we have this adventure of, you know, the Straw Hats being separated. Luffy is with Tropical Lar, Beppo, and um, Bartholomew, who is, is another fun... Bartholomew is like a Luffy fanboy, which is a fun character trait. I'm looking forward to seeing him in the dub, because yeah, we saw this subbed, but, there's, but the dub is so far behind that like some... Some characters are, like, making their dub debut in this, actually. Uh, definitely looking forward to that. We get a reveal. So there's uh, Kobe, who's another major character in uh, the One Piece mythos. He's one of the first characters that Luffy meets. He works for the Marines. And it's Kobe who reveals that Uta has the power of the Sing Sing Fruit, which allows her to send people into a dream world known as the Sing Sing World by singing to them. So basically, you know, with Shanks' crew, they were basically being sent into, like, an alternate dimension, Thankfully, at the time, Uta's powers were much weaker, so it wasn't, like, messing them up uh, when Uta was a kid. But yeah, that's basically why Shanks had taken her to uh, the island of Elegia. So yeah, that's basically why Uta's powers are so vague, you realize, because you're like, oh shit, she she has these reality-warping powers, and that's why... That's what lets this movie just kind of go wild with the animation, and... uh with the big swings it takes, you know? Well, and it kind of shows you that break in the road of where Uta's beliefs are so vastly different from Luffy's. I mean, he he doesn't necessarily want it to be a peaceful world. He doesn't want it to be in chaos, but he just wants it to be free. I don't... She wants it to be peaceful, but not, not necessarily free. Yeah, that's another good point. She wants it to be peaceful and also under control. That's the other thing. <laughs> Uh, there's a big control aspect, and Luffy again is all about freedom. Lu- and it, you know, the thing I love about One Piece is how is how anti-fascist the series is, and it's getting you know the politics of One Piece only get more and more obvious as the series goes on. Because again, who are the who are the bad guys? It's the world government and the Marines, which you know that could be a metaphor for a lot of things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's what I like about One Piece. I think the politics of the series are pretty, pretty interesting. The fact that it does portray the military in such a terrible way. Uh, we also uh, meet a member of the Celestial Dragons who are basically the uber elite. And the, the Celestial Dragons are these disgusting people who, uh, they wear like spacesuits. 
spacesuits or diving suits and they they are so disgusted by anyone who isn't them that they don't even want to breathe the same air. I think That's he's just actually one of the most hated ones and he's probably one of the most um um disliked characters in the whole entire game. Yeah, and I think that's very much, you know, Ichiro Oda's uh, belief about the super elite. I think that's definitely coming across of how he views maybe the billionaire class or something like that, you know? For the record, that uh, that character's name is St. Charles. Uh, oh, okay. He's, he's, he's definitely, uh, he's actually pretty pivotal to many scenes throughout the, the show. He's actually in um, the uh, Sabudi Archipelago um, arc, and He's the he's the one that uh, Luffy actually punches to get that big uh, big brawl started in after saving his mermaid friend. So another part of this movie is that uh, for Uta's uh, reality warping powers to work, she has to be awake. Uh, so she's constantly eating these things called wake shrooms, but unfortunately, the wake shrooms are also slowly killing her. Foreshadowing a bit. Um, again, the, the, the this movie has a you know, a tragic ending, unfortunately. So there's this whole thing of, you know, we got to get Uda back to sleep, for God's sakes, Uda. For God's sakes, Uda, take a fucking nap. Um, and the thing is, if Uda dies, everyone will just be trapped in the dream world forever. Um, this being a movie, Uda ends up getting control of like 70% of the, the entire world's population. So meanwhile, the Straw Hats do manage to free themselves by singing notes that they correspond to on the staff. They uh, try to find a weakness um to the taught musica and we learn that the taught musica is this demonic entity and they learn that if it's attacked simultaneously in both the real world and the singing world that those in the singing world will return to reality so this leads to a fantastic action scene where shanks's crew is attacking taught musica in reality with luffy's crew attacking taught musica in the sing sing world and it also lets us have a um a Uta, or not an Uta, a, a Shanks and Luffy action scene without them actually being able to interact with each other. You know what I mean? Like I said before, it really shows that synergy of how they follow in each other's footsteps, you know? Yeah, and another great thing, because again, we, you know, everyone was excited for Shanks and Luffy, of course, but also there's other characters in Shanks' crew that are related, which, you know, is Usopp and his father, Yasopp. And Usopp, who, who is a character, he's not the strongest person in the series by far, he's kind of, um, maybe not the brains, but, you know, he, he's, he has all those clever ideas. Um, he, you know, he, he has ingenuity um, when it comes to the crew. Well, he's, he's one of more this, one of the more surprising members of the strong. Yeah, he's, he's not quite a genius, but then he comes up with ideas that are also, uh, you know, just brilliantly stupid. But again, he's not a character who you're always thinking of. Uh, when it comes to playing a big part in the battles. And yet, he gets a major moment in this uh, movie where him and his dad, they use a technique called observational hockey. Uh, hockey, which is this kind of high-level power that only like high-level characters can use. And using this observational skill, it lets Usopp see what his father sees, and his father see what Usopp sees, so they effectively get to coordinate the entire fight. And we also, it leads to these... Like, it's hard to describe, you know. You just gotta see the fucking movie, I'm sorry. Um, which is, you know, we're, we're cross-cutting between Luffy's crew and Shanks' crew. You know, we get to see Ben Beckman uh, fighting, and then it cuts to Zoro fighting because Beckman is uh, 
Shanks' first mate, whereas Zoro is Luffy's first mate. We get to see the counterparts for Nami and, you know, the counterpart for Nami and also Shanks' crew. I'm not describing this well at all, but again, that final action scene, there is so much going on. You know what I mean? I mean, there's so much going on in this final scene and that final fight that, like, really, unless you see it, you can't understand it. Yeah, it's an absolutely spectacular fight. And there's a thing I didn't pick up on. um, And I think this is actually the moment where the crowd went wild when we saw the movie, which is that um, from what I read, Luffy does do gear five in the big finale. Did you notice that? Uh, Well, I mean, with with so many of his different power ups, it's kind of hard to exactly see it. But um, we, we haven't really seen an animation of gear five in anything yet. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, I didn't even pick up on it. I was reading on, like, internet forums, but apparently during the final blow that, like, Shanks and the Luffy deliver, you get, like, five seconds of Gear 5. But I'll have to rewatch the movie to actually see that. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'll definitely be watching that final scene. Yeah. Uh, a few times, so. Um, so, unfortunately, uh, Uta does tragically die. She rejects the medicine from Shanks to cure her. Um, so she, and it's because she has to sing a song that will bring everyone back, basically. So she's she's making a sacrifice to um, make up for what she did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry, folks. I feel this was kind of a shaggy description of this movie. Let, let's talk about more of things we like about One Piece, um, Anthony. Um, did you feel... I mean, one thing... I mean, I know you didn't love the whole... Uh, musical thing completely but one thing i noticed that i didn't necessarily that i felt a bit disappointed in is that the straw hats didn't get a ton to do we did get like a big usopp moment but i do feel the rest of the straw hats didn't get a lot to do in this movie you know what i mean what i missed out in seeing the straw hats doing i really got to see more from uh the the opposite like the the red-haired pirates kind of showing more coming out there like you I mean, in the past, you've basically seen Ben Beckham, Ben Beckman. Uh, I mean, use uh, maybe seven or eight words in the entire series. Where here, he actually had a bigger part. And, I mean, you actually get to see the power levels of those types of guys and Shanks specifically. I mean, see how feared he is and how he really stops everybody in his tracks when he uses his. Conquerors, Hockey, and things like that, which was one of the big end scenes. Yeah, that's and... the, that's another big scene where you see Shanks basically take down all the Marines with his Conqueror Hockey, which uh, Conqueror Hockey for those not in the know, it's basically just his way of like intimidating people. He intimidates them so hard that they all just fall down. To see two uh, Marine admirals basically bow down to him once he does u- decide to use it was. Possibly the coolest thing in the entire movie. And any more thoughts on this film? This is a quick one, but again, you know, I wish I could have had notes watching this movie, but uh, that's the nature of us giving you a timely podcast. Uh, well, I mean, you know what? Not much more can be said other than you're, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Even if you don't like things like, if you're like me and you don't like things like a musical, um, I don't think you'll be disappointed in watching the movie either way. If you're a true One Piece fan, you won't be disappointed in what you get to see here and some of the little, um, not spoilers, but what they finally get to give you in terms of other characters and other, and just the overall animation. 
Yeah, it's it's spectacular animation. It's really just the power of 2D. You could just feel it in the crowd. Just watching this on the big screen, uh, this was the way to go. Before we forget, uh, Anthony, we have a favorite uh, segment uh, we call uh, Cue the Music. Allow me to elucidate ya. The name is Robert E.O. Speedwagon. So for those just joining in, the Speedwagon is our favorite supporting character of the movie. Uh, I will go first. It's already pretty obvious. Uh, Beppo was my Speedwagon. Beppo is not a character I, I have thought about much in One Piece, but I thought uh, he was delightful in this movie. His, you know, he had one joke, and it was just you know him his uh, merchandise playing a little jingle, but it, it was a good joke. It worked. Yeah, I, I'm definitely not going to disagree with you there. And I mean, for for myself, uh, just because you've used him, I can't really pick Beppo, but. Um... I would actually actually have to say I liked the reintroduction of Blue Note here. I thought he was a very iconic um, sort of villain for Luffy uh, early on in the series. And to see uh, him kind of helping out and uh, to kind of see his his little bit of comedic relief and uh, and his door-door powers are kind of interesting. Uh, all right, so I liked having him in and the reintroduction of that uh, that character. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't even... I, fuck, Matt, this, this has been a shaggy one, but we totally forgot to mention the whole thing with Uta is that, yeah, she summoned a demon that did uh, destroy an entire island, which is the, the result of her trauma. Well, that, 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 that's kind that of a... Original. Yeah, that's kind of a big deal. That's going to that's gonna fuck someone up. You know? <laughs> if you summoned a demon uh, that destroyed an island, that's going to fuck you up emotionally. <laughs> Well, and it really shows that how, how much Shanks did love his adopted daughter, and uh, he kept that from her entire life, even though it kind of made her hate him. Is, is Shanks... Couldn't he have just, you know, picked her up and taken her to a place that could have treated that? I don't know. I feel like there was probably a better solution than just abandoning his daughter on an island with, like, basically only one other person. Yeah, I mean... But I mean, maybe he was kind of saving his crew at the same time. He thought maybe worse things could happen. I mean, who knows? I mean, Gordon, uh, Gordon also has to take some blame as well because Gordon's the guy who could have just like ripped up taught music on. It's just like, well, you know, um, I still, lo- I still love the uh, the beauty of music so much that I won't destroy it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's many things that could have prevented different uh, conclusions here, but uh, Gordon, that's, man, that's only in the mind of Ichiro Oda, and we're. we're yeah, it's, uh, you, you never know where he's going to take a lot of these different things. I know. I, I just found that pretty funny. I'm like, Gordon, man, you could have you gone about this a different way. The, tr- yeah. the true villain of this film. Um, yeah. Again, final thoughts on this movie. I think, I think as far as my One Piece rankings go, I think Film, film Z is the movie that... We, if someone doesn't know anything about One Piece, I would, I would recommend that one because I feel that's just like... First of all, it gives the Straw Hats all a lot to do. You kind of understand their dynamics pretty easily. They all get a, a solid amount of screen time. Uh, the villain of Zed, you know, he's a former Marine, so it ties into that core concept of One Piece. I think if you're a new viewer, 
I think the film does its best to help out new viewers, but I think the fact that it is so tied to the whole Luffy and Shanks lore that like that that requires a couple extra steps that a, a person who's never watched One Piece might not pick up on, you know? Definitely. I mean, this is definitely not the first One Piece movie you want to watch, but uh, it, it uh, for, for the core lovers of One Piece, this is a great movie to watch. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that's about it, yo. Uh, Anthony, do you want people to find you anywhere? Uh, no, I'm just going to reappear no, here and there on, on this <laughs> yes. uh, great podcast and uh, they'll get my, uh, my two cents about uh, how I feel about certain things here. But, uh, that's, fan- that's fantastic. I'm definitely a background character. I'm the, the Ben Beckman of, uh, of the podcast world we contain now. Absolutely. And next time we'll do one where we can actually rewatch the movie and not be like, oh shit, what the fuck do I remember from this movie? Well, I mean, it's just more, uh, more, more to tell people that uh, they need to go out and see this movie. Exactly. It's, it's still playing. Again, it's only been five days since this uh, podcast has come out. You can go see it. Uh, I, wish, I wish there were more showings of it. That's the other thing, too. Oh, fuck. Before I forget, um, let's talk about theater etiquette, Anthony, because some people in our theater were fucking rude. <laughs> Did you notice that? Well, I mean, it didn't help that we had a, a film festival happening at our theater. Yeah, the we, we had a film was, festival. Film festival, two people um, showed up for the wrong screen. They're like, hey, is this the Asian, uh, uh, Vancouver Asian Film Festival? And, you know, I, I just snarked. I'm like, well, this film is Asian. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then also, like, there was a person below me. Uh, maybe you couldn't see them as as clearly as I could just because of where where they were. But, like, there was one person who was just on their phone the entire fucking time. I was like... Yeah, I mean, that, that stuff does annoy me, but uh, I have a pretty pretty good one-track mind. They're just... I know, man. Only on the I was, film. So. I was tempted to, to give, him a, give him a little tap, but thankfully there was another hero in our theater who uh, told them to, you know, put it down. But I'm just like, and then there were some other people who were like talking towards the end. I'm just like, you know, I don't mind a few words sometimes, you know, cool shit happens. That's fine. But, yo, come on, be respectful. We're trying to enjoy yeah. a movie. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I hope you, dear listener, if you decide to see this movie in theaters, you, you, you have a wonderful audience to see it with again it's it's fun sharing one piece because you know even though one piece is you know globally a very popular thing particularly in north america it's it's not it's growing in popularity but it's not quite up there with other things but yeah i mean you know we saw it in a packed screening it was nice that everyone else had the same energy you know there were multiple people wearing one piece shirts that was dope so yeah i was see this one of them i had my favorite one piece shirt on I know I had to wear a Dragon Ball shirt because I don't have a One Piece shirt. So I, I had an anime shirt. Um, but yeah, folks, you can find me at Jack is Jack on um, Instagram. Only real Jack M on Twitter. You can find the podcast at is this anime pod on Twitter and Instagram. We pretty much don't uh, post at all on uh, Twitter at this point. But yeah, Instagram is the cool place to be. Twitter is, you know, Twitter is going through some uh, things right now, obviously. But yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy One Piece. Enjoy anime. Go see an animated movie in theaters and uh, say fuck you to all the people who are um, cutting spending on animation like Warner Brothers.